Welcome, everybody, to episode two of Zenobia Consultants Podcast. I want to thank everybody for their feedback and input on my first episode. I know I'm in a growing stage, and I know I'm going to get only better and better with your help, of course. I just, I'm just really blessed with the opportunity to interview these special people, and I want to continue doing that, but I can only do that with your help. Today on this show, I will have Rodrigo Alonso Gabriel. He is a banker for BB&T and also a professional boxer. Like all of us, he struggled to obtain the position where he's in. But regarding pushing through, he's where he's at now. So please, let us begin. Rodrigo! Hello. <laughs> What's up, man? Thanks again for coming into my podcast, man. I, I really appreciate you taking your time on, from your busy day and just coming in here and just, you know, talking with me. Oh, my pleasure, man. Like I said, anytime. <laughs> Thank you for having me. You know, that, no, I really do. And I want to mix it up. You know, the first week I, I had uh, my friend Jorge come in. Again, he's from Peru. And now I want to have, you know, switch around and I have you, Rodrigo, and uh, you're from Mexico. What, what, what part of Mexico exactly? Um, we're in, originally from Mexico City. Okay. Um, not a DF? Not a DF? Yeah, well, they changed the name. That when I, when I first came here, it was DF, Mexico City. I don't know, man. You might have a fight about that because I, I know a couple friends that are saying that, nope, it said DF still. And I'm like, Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll see, man. <laughs> All right, man. So I just want to give you a little background. I mean, we have Rodrigo here on the podcast. You know, you are currently a bank, a, a branch banker at BBNT. So you go ahead. That's the label that we, we've gone there. So you definitely know what you're doing at, at BBNT. And you also on the side also do boxing, right? Yes, sir. I'm, I pursue boxing at a professional level at the moment. Yes, sir. Good, good. That's what I like to hear. And what I wanted to ask you is, you know, how, how did you do it? How did you get into banking? Like, or, or why banking? Why did you decide to pick this industry? I, I mean, to be completely honest, uh, it was just, you know, I was, I was fresh out of high school. Well, I was just turning 20. So I had just like graduated high school like a, a year and a half ago. And I was just looking for more income, you know? Yeah, and I just threw out an application there, and uh, I, you know, long story short, I uh, I got hired, and it was something that just came up to me naturally. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't really putting too much effort into the uh, the banking industry, and just somehow I, I just I just got it. Like just came natural to me. Like all numbers, you know, policies and all that stuff. It was really easy for me to get. So I, I you know, that's why I decided to keep on, you know moving forward with this career. I mean, that's amazing because, you know, most people struggle with that, especially the Hispanic community. It's not that I'm saying that we're not, you know, we're, we're kind of challenged. It's just, it takes us, it takes time to understand how, you know, credit works or how banking works because every day, you know, because as you know, you, you are my coworker and, you know, we, we always see that day to day, you know, in our, in our branch and it's crazy. Right. And, and that that's very true, but I think that one of the reasons why I it made it banking very uh, easy for me to click is because I have always this mentality. It's like you know, whenever you go to a bank, like if you're a customer, 
<laughs> you want the bank to work for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's. But you kind of have to. You actually have an, You have to have an open mind that the bank does not just you know work for you. It works for a government. It has policies to fulfill. So it's not going to work 100% for you. So you have to have an open mind as, okay, so I'm not working for a specific person. I'm basically working for not um, a community, you know, a whole country. So there, and not everybody has the same, you know, the same liking. So you have to keep that in mind. That's why, I, that's what I kept in mind. That's what it, it clicked for me. That, okay, I'm not just helping one person. I'm helping a whole community, you know? Yeah, that's, and that's what I love. Like, that's what... I feel like we, we more need to connect with our community and you need to convey that to the, the new, our new clients and have them understand. And, and the good thing is that you speak Spanish, you speak it very well and you can communicate with them and you're passionate, man. <laughs> when I see you work at it, you just, Hey man, I, I really like helping people. And that's something I, I mean, anybody can see that just from how the way you act with the clients. Cause I remember there was a occasion when there was, you can easily tell the client, like, they couldn't speak English and you spoke for them in Spanish and you try to literally help them out for them to get their cash. Cause you could easily not cash the check, but you went ahead and did it. And I commend you for that. I really do. And that, that's what we're here in this world, man, to make the life easier for others. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. And uh, I want to go ahead and transition into your boxing. Um, dude, I, I never would have, when I saw you, I knew you were athletic, but I didn't know you were at it you know, boxing at a competitive level. Does that something that motivated something that you wanted to do since you were a kid? Uh, no, it's just kind of just, um, it, came, it came out of nowhere, to be honest with you. But if I really go back into my life, I think what motivated me would be hard to point out. But it was just something that, you know, I decided to give it a try. And I just, you know, without, you know, just people kept telling me, it's like, man, you're you're really good. You're really good. Like, everybody kept telling me that. And I was like, oh, and then, you know, I've been very lucky to meet such great people in my life. I've met mm -hmm. amazing people in my life and they've all, all pushed me to get um, to, you know, to pursue this. Um, and that's kind of how I got into it. You know, I, I got people that really pushed me into it and I decided to, to take a leap, leap of faith. <laughs> Damn, man. I just I wouldn't imagine that, man. How did, and like how does the fighting doesn't it like i mean doesn't it hurt i mean i know it hurts but doesn't it like that doesn't like the body hurt like every, like every day or, or how do you recover from all those like punches uh yeah i don't know man. i mean it's it's, it's i don't know because you know i don't know what it feels like not to be a fighter you know what i mean so <laughs> i i only know what it feels like to be a fighter so to me i mean yeah it, it hurts it sucks but i mean you know Mm -hmm. uh basically just um a feeling of uh, fulfillment for yourself you know it's a little more intimate like when you're in there you're like i think i think of it this way that it's a very selfish sport you know yeah it is Because at the end of the day you're doing something for yourself but at the same time you're you're putting your family through through pain because i mean they don't want to see you get hurt mm -hmm. and so it's definitely a kind of a selfish sport but at the end of the day you know i'm um, I gotta live. I have to make decisions for me, you know. Yeah, I, <laughs> regardless of what other people think. Be, I don't want to be on the other side of that ring with you, man. I just don't want to do that. And I just, as long as that you keep those, you know, at least you keep that 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 anger or that everything, like just focus on that sport. I'm okay with that. <laughs> uh, and now moving on to the next topic, I always like I want to leave a message for the at least people like hearing this. I know sometimes. I feel like it's going to grow and more. I'm in a grow 
talking stage right here. I'm trying to test out it, see exactly how we can get messages across in this podcast. And you, I've, I spoke to you briefly in regards of your experience going back to Mexico, and you, you, you shared a very variable, variable, like um, a very touching story about a man you met there. Can you share a little bit again, like what happened there? Yeah, so um, I, I had recently gone to Mexico and I've taken my my niece and my nephew with me to um, to meet their family. Basically, that was the whole point of that uh, trip. Mm-hmm. And uh, me, and my my relationship with me and my niece and nephew were very close. They're like they're like my kids in my in my in the way that I love them. The, I love them like if they were my own. Mm-hmm. And uh, this a specific day, we went to um, like a little plaza type of thing just to take a trip to get them to know their culture and their people. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, when they're kids, they don't see things that you know you and I would see. You know, they they just see black and white. You and me, because we're more mature, we see colors. Yeah. You know what I mean, in a sense. Yeah. And um, if we were walking to this plaza, and this this old man, you know, approached us. Um, and he was, you know, he wasn't begging for money. He was selling, selling food, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, the man approached me and I'm over here, you know, keep holding my nephew and my niece's hands. You know, we're in a different country, so I'm trying to be very protective of them. Yeah, of and the man, yeah, and like the man, he, um, he said, will you, will you buy something for me? Like I say, he didn't, he did not ask for money. He said, will you please buy something for me? And he showed me the, the food that he was selling. And I was like, ah, just give me one second. And he probably hears this a million times. So he kind of thought that he meant, no, I'm not going to. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, and so I, he gave me a bag and he told me it was 10 pesos. And so I only had a point and I'm like, here, man. So I was like, how much is that? In, in, in 10 pesos is 50 cents. Oh 50 my God, cents here. Nothing, in our country. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It's nothing. So I, at the at the, at the moment there I I I I felt bad so I gave him I just only had a twenty dollar a twenty pesos which is a dollar basically yeah and I just gave it to the guy and I'm like no just give me one bag it's okay and so and and again this was just me you know not trying to get rid of him but I was just you know being very cautious of my niece and nephew All right yeah and so then we keep on walking and I turn around and there's this little girl probably like the age of my niece like. That, like probably oh, and she's you know dressed in dirty clothes you know just just very very sad it's humble it's really yeah sad. exactly and and just really you know um and you know i just i just I, I i looked at my niece and then i looked at her and i was like oh my god like how can a kid go through this yeah so i just i just grabbed my pocket i just went into my pocket and i believe i had like 200 pesos that I just had like in my pocket, because that's one thing to tell you when we go to Mexico: don't take out your wallet because you never know who's watching. Yeah, I mean that's any, I think anywhere. I think anywhere like in a third world country or second world country, you know, that's developing. It's it's like that, you know. It's just when you go back, you gotta you gotta watch out. Yeah, exactly. So I just had a two hundred dollar uh, peso bill in my in my in my pants, and that's probably I guess like ten dollars. And I told my niece's aunt if she could, you know, hold him for a minute. And then I ran up to the guy and I, I like, I just gave him the money. And I mean, when he, when I gave him the money, the way he looked at me, bro, he looked at me like he just sold God. Wow. Like that's the closest thing that I can 
explain it to like he looked at me like I was God and I had just like saved his life or something wow, and awesome. it kind of hit me because I was I was thinking like ten dollars to me is like it's it's nothing you know what I mean like if I have a ten dollar bill in my pocket I don't yeah. use it I just leave it on my desk or something right. and it just it sits there and I'm like in those ten dollars for this guy is basically life and death in a sense and not just for him but for his little I don't know if it was her daughter or it was her granddaughter or you know and it just gives you perspective of um, how the world has how how what kind of world we live in. You know what I mean? That something so insignificant to others can be so significant to others. And the people that it's insignificant for, of course, we sometimes. And I've been guilty of this. I'm not. I'm not perfect. No, no, we, we do take it for granted. We take it for granted definitely. And like I said, that was that was a uh, that was a. Uh, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it was a good experience because it definitely I I would live a lot better and I had seen that because I wouldn't I would I don't like to see people in pain right but it's definitely an eye opening experience you know what I mean yeah no and I feel it made made you stronger it made you when you come back here value more the things that you have here and Rodrigo I feel like it that's that's in even in, in my country from Peru when I go back and I see that and I see kids there like basically with the same clothes every day and it's all dirty just a little helpless that, dang, I wish you can do more. You know, I wish we can do more. Right. But I know I figured out that it's, it, one person can change it. It has to be a whole, a whole community, a whole society. And that's what we're trying to do here in a sense and prevent that. And, and hopefully that we can educate uh, the young adults, uh, you know, the, the people, uh, the kids in high school, because a lot of people, like I said, a lot of people are going into their phones and they forget about that. It's so easy to, to go into your phone and just forget about all the bad stuff that's going on. But it's reality and it's going on. But that's thank you, Rodrigo, for sharing that. It's uh, it really touched my heart, and I'm and I'm happy that you gave him. You know how many pesos was two hundred pesos? It's like ten dollars. Like man, I, if I was there, I would have gave him like the shirt off my back <laughs> or something. That, dude, I <laughs> and, and trust me, man. After everything happened, I was like, why didn't like I just go to the ATM and withdraw everything that I had to just give it to him? <laughs> that that's how I felt. Oh. I just, it's, like I said, man, it just like like I said that that feeling that you're that you're basically you can't help them more than you want to. That that feeling, it's definitely not a good feeling. Well, at least to me, you know. Well, Rodrigo, you know, again, thank you again. Uh, I mean, that's a message I want to leave. Uh, you know, the the you know the audience is that hey, you know, we've not not take things for granted. That other people will have things less less fortunate, and we have to keep fighting on and keep pushing on, and just push through all the roadblocks that come here, hit us out here in life. Rodrigo, so we're coming into the end of the show. Uh, I don't know if you heard the last podcast, but I always like to debate with my, uh, you know, <laughs> with uh, with my guest. So are you ready for the question? Yes, sir. All right. All right. So I need you to take a side here. I need to, I know, you know, I, this is always, always a debate every time because I don't know if you knew my fiance is Mexican. So it's always a yeah. debate that, that that comes up, you know, which one's better? Ce, uh, ceviche Mexicano? Or ceviche peruano. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I'm Mexican, bro. I love my country, and I hopefully I don't get, you know, mugged for this. But <laughs> el ceviche peruano is the best, oh. hands down. Hands, I have to admit it. I have to admit it, bro. Damn, you didn't even fight this, man. What? Uh-uh. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, like, I like Mexican ceviche, man. Mexican, I love Mexican ceviche. But, I like but Mexican ceviche, the, the Peruvian 
the Peruvian ceviche that I've had, it, 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 it's amazing. No, it's man, just hands down humbled. better I'm just, than... I don't know what to say, man. I was here ready to, to defend my, you know, my honor. <laughs> you left me. I well, I don't want to. I don't want to make my make the Mexican fan base mad. I'll tell them that I do like Mexican ceviche too. I mean, I feel okay. each their own. Like each each has their their, their flavors, their spices. Right. Okay. I feel like the cook has a lot to do with it though too. Whoever that that is true. That that is one hundred percent true. I've that seen true. both sides get messed up, but and especially the way how uh, my future mother-in-law does it. Man, my God, it's so good. But, yeah, no, but no, man. To me, if I had to choose one, I would, I would go the for the Peruvian. <laughs> Thank you. I'm humble. <laughs> uh, like I said, man, you just probably got a whole bunch of people talking yeah, to me up now. And again, I wanted to, you know, Rodrigo's Mexican born. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it was fun, Rodrigo. I, I, I can't thank you enough for just having here, and I really like talking to you, and, and I hope to get, get you on the show again in the future, and I, I really do, uh, just to see where you're at, and I want to keep you, you know, I want you to keep growing, okay? Thank No, thank you very much for having me, man. Like I said, I, I love the fact that you're trying to do this. You're trying to uh, inspire people. I do. And like I said, if, if the world had more, had more people like you, man, this world would be a better place. Oh. Um, I honestly believe that. Damn, I'm, I'm humbled. Uh, I'm really humbled, Rodrigo. And, and I know, you know, having you on my side, as, and I know having people like you on my side, I know I can't do it alone. And I feel that I really did gra- get a friend in you. So thank you so much, Rodrigo. No, thank you, man. All right, we're signing out, man. Again, this is Rodrigo. And, uh, you know, thank you, man. Love you. Take care, all right? Love you too, brother. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Thanks again for tuning in. It was so much fun interviewing Rodrigo and as well as really touching to hear the story that he shared with us. I hope to see you all soon. I do have important guests coming next week if not the other next the week after next and also i mean i'm planning to do a video interview so we'll see how that goes but i'll keep you guys posted thanks again